Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. And we're going to talk you through the plot of each book. But more accurately, take you on tangent trips, factoid forays, and say, well, actually, as much as possible. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month, and we'll take you along on our mission. And we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Now what? <coughs> I, <do> you... <laughs> <laughs> happening over there? <laughs> I just got startled and choked. Um, do do you want to talk about this book? (laughs) I do. I really do. (laughs) Can I say that, like, through reading this book, which I hate so much, I I did keep laughing, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, God, this is the perfect Casey book. This is quintessential Casey book. (laughs) Oh, no. Does that mean I have terrible taste in books? No, no. It was like... (laughs) <laughs> there was so many great moments of like interaction and jokes and things that I'm like, ah, I know why Casey loves this book, but oh my God. I just hate the fucking Helmicrons so much. <laughs> I just, I hate them. I hate them. I'm sorry. They're so, they're, they're just, <sighs> they're too much. Just like their demeanor, their constant proclamations about how great they are. I don't like that part. Isn't even the worst. Like, it's just, I, as, like, I just hate them so much because they're so stupid, but then they, like, they have more powerful technology than every other species we've encountered, basically, except for maybe the Chi, and mm-hmm. I don't understand, and I just, like, I want them to be, like, this barbarian species that is just purely violent and stupid and stumbled into a spacecraft somehow but they're actually like kind of really intelligent and like really resilient and i just hate them so it's like if ants became (laughs) a faction of this war Uh uh-huh i hate it i hate them i just hate them (laughs) oh no but but then i looked at it and i was like okay the interactions are great what happens in the book is a very good adventure. It's extremely well written. I found myself actually like laughing loudly throughout multiple parts of this book. And then it has like those like scholastic magic school bus overtones. And I'm like, yeah, this oh, is like, sure. I can see why Casey loves this book. <laughs> I think, well, honestly, I think the main reason I loved it was because the last few books were so fucking dark that this was just so fucking absurd and silly. And it was, like, a breath of fresh air, and I was just, like, eating it up. Like, everything about it. Like, there's a couple dark parts, but for the most part, it's just like, wow, this is a departure, and I love it. When I was reading it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be, like, you know, so cozy. Like, Casey and I back talking about this, like, fun book on our own, because we've had so many, like, episodes with, like, people recently and blah, 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 and then I realized, like, Oh no, it's also just not emotionally exhausting like the yeah. entire David arc as well. <laughs> yeah, it was the David arc, it was the Tobias book and mm-hmm. like oh my god. I feel like 
the the most upbeat books have been Cassie books so far. So now I'm starting to like look forward to every Cassie book being like, <laughs> okay, this isn't gonna be quite as bad. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Except for maybe her last book, which was the nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, the deep moral questions: Should I kill this human child or should I not? Oh, let me make the biggest fucking bungle of any other animorph in the series so far. Yeah, let me fuck all this shit up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The most chaotic choice of all. The most cha- chaotic good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, speaking of um, just bungling things up and making terrible choices, did I tell you that I... I got low-key mocked on Twitter for my, or not on Twitter, on uh, Reddit for my, my post choice. No. Um, for hork Chronicles, I said something like, here's part one of the hork Chronicles where we talk about 50 shades of moral gray. And Oh, nice. Their comment was, oof, title gore. Title. Apparently, it's when people make shitty titles. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, I get it. There's general dismay about... Fifty Shades of Grey by R.L. Stein, but by R.L. Stein. <laughs> what is it actually? It's like E.L. something. God, can you imagine if R.L. Stein did Fifty Shades of Grey? It was a dark and stormy business <laughs> building. <laughs> I cannot. I don't know what it would be. I, I don't choose know your own sex adventure book. Oh God, not not for kids this time. This is not yeah. kid horror anymore. This is creepy <laughs> adult sex horror. Uh, so there we go. There's the Reddit comments the... mocking me on Reddit for my title skills. Yay! Thanks, Reddit. We did it, Reddit. There we go. Anyways, back to this book and why you loved it so much. <laughs> oh, my cat's trying to break in. Go away. <laughs> Shoo, devil beast. <laughs> Be gone. Be gone from here. Three-legged menace. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of menaces, how about those Helmicrons? God damn it. This book opens with a Helmicron monologue. And, like, I'm just going to read it for you because I know some listeners here have not read Animorphs before and you are learning everything from this series. So let me read to you from the book. Okay, so here, from the book, from the log of the Helmicron ship Galaxy Blaster. A posthumous exhortation of the emperor. I don't know if I said that second word right. In any case, those are some pretty big words for the uh, target audience of children. Yeah. But whatever. Anyways, so it starts. Go forth, mighty warriors. Go forth into space. All the galaxy shall tremble before the Helmicrons. All will obey us. All will be our slaves. For only we are truly worthy to be lords of the universe. So yeah, that's how the book opens. Um, with this short monologue. And then we skip to, like, Cassie opening up the book like we would normally see it, where um, we find out about the Yerk invasion and how the Andalites have been fighting the Yerks and sometimes winning, sometimes losing. She thinks the Yerks would be interested to interesting to study, like cholera or typhoid, which are actually very interesting to study. Uh, then she calls the Yerks a disease because, you know, they're taking over the Earth and killing people. They're not quite a disease, but whatever. Um, and then humans, the one thing that we get that we've seen implied before, but like not straight called out is that humans, because of their adaptability, will allow the Yerks to expand out and reach places that they could never reach before because of the limits of their host bodies. So 
we've never seen it called out so clearly, so that was interesting. Um, and then Cassie calls out the team for us, and she's literally, like, just naming them by name, but then she goes to Jake, and she's like, and he's cute, but then, like, just continues on. And then there's Rachel, and then there's Tobias, and then there's Marco. <laughs> like, it's the worst. Thanks for that unnecessary fact about Jake that you think he's cute because that wasn't covered enough in this book. Oh my god, it was covered so much in this book. Um, Whatever, it's fine. It was cute. Yeah. And then we hear there's a second alien invasion. Dun-dun-dun. Drama! Drama. And this second chapter, I'm gonna read for you word for word from my notes because I was having a temper tantrum. Oh no. Because I had to read this book, I was having a temper tantrum, and I took it out on chapter two. And I don't, I don't know what happened, so I'm just gonna read this to you, okay? Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> it starts. Cassie has been working all day. She is sweaty and gross and donating stuff for goodwill. Rachel decides to come over and summon her friend for a 90s good time, which includes tanning and looking at boys. Then Rachel continues her barrage of abuse towards Casey, Cassie's clothes. <laughs> they are very bad. Rachel insists they at least go shopping for Ralph Lauren, which is allegedly, allegedly where outdoorsy people buy clothes. I would have said L.L. Bean, but what do I know? I have a or face Eddie for Bauer. podcasting. Oh, or Eddie Bauer. It's a good one. Anyways, the not important at all detail is there is a tiny ship attached to a kitschy hand pump that Cassie's mom bought for farm aesthetic. Cassie <laughs> I got really mad, I'm sorry. Pinterest reasons. <laughs> Pinterest reasons. Cassie pries it off and they consider asking Marco or Jake what show this is from, but decide against it because they don't want to get sucked into a lengthy conversation about Star Wars or Star Trek or Star whatever. A lesson that clearly resonates with me, a host of a sci-fi podcast that doesn't talk about things for too long. Anyways... <laughs> Cassie pries the stupid thing off and decides to donate it to Goodwill, then goes to the beach because you can't waste such a good day when the end times are nigh. <laughs> that's my notes on chapter two. Oh my god, such rage. I I had a lot of rage to get out, and then I was like, after I wrote that, I was like, okay, now get it together. Which <laughs> didn't work for the start of chapter three, but by the end of chapter three, I had it together. Okay, um... So Cassie makes a point to say that she's she looks like she's been like running a marathon and doing like a like a, a mud marathon or whatever the, those are called. Anyway, she looks like shit basically. <laughs> tough mudder. Um, yeah, tough mudder. Not a mud marathon. <laughs> a mud that's, marathon. That's not a thing. It's. Um, I mean, that's the the description of it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but she mentions that Rachel is you know pristine and flawless and clean. A la Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Um, mm -hmm. That reminded me. Do you remember in college when we were watching Transformers and Shia LaBeouf and Megan oh Fox were Oh my god. Running? Yes. They were running <laughs> through the desert in a war zone. There were explosions everywhere. There's like shit and dirt flying everywhere. And Megan yep. Fox is wearing white pants and they never got a single fucking speck of dirt on them. And that made me so mad. Yep. I do remember that. That's all I can think about. I remember it clearly. God, I was raging. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, this is Rachel! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I didn't bother to describe any of that because I was too busy rage writing my notes. <laughs> uh, oh, I was I was also kind of mad. I'm like, why do you fucking hate the beach so much? 
Like I agree, the beach sucks. Fuck the beach. Really? But you can yeah. see like whales and dolphins and birds and all sorts of cool wildlife in the beach. Like you could, yeah, we found sand you, dollars you could, once. You could also go on a boat and see that stuff and it's amazing and wonderful and I have tears in my eyes and I don't have to get fucking sand in my shoes, which I hate more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> like it's what the worst. Have, what do you have tears in your eyes? Because <laughs> you're like, oh wow, these magnificent whale creatures, and you like, you get teary eyed, and like, as you en- enjoy these amazing animals that you could never hope to fully understand, who are incredible and wonderful. But then, if I have sand in my shoes, I'm like, fuck the whales, fuck the ocean, fuck this entire place, <laughs> fuck sand, fuck sand. Sand's the worst substance ever. Damn, I just hate sand so much. And then you get home, you're like, thank God we're away from that sand. But you know where it is fucking all over your body you can't that's, get away from it that's true especially when we went to maui and we were swimming <laughs> during that really windy day we were walking yeah. back to the car and just like sand's just like falling out of everywhere just... so much sand god fucking hate sand <laughs> god oh no anyways i agree the beach is the worst <laughs> Oh my god. And then Rachel's like, I gotta refresh my tan. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) (sighs) Oh god. Jesus. Why is she looking at boys? Is she not somewhat committed to Tobias? What is this? Yeah. That's, well, I mean. (laughs) Again, as we established in last book, there's a bit of a complication with that relationship. Yeah. She's trying to move on. Maybe she should have invited Tobias because he would have thoroughly enjoyed those thermals. But he wouldn't have enjoyed her looking at other guys. No, but still. (laughs) (laughs) It would just have been a nice courtesy to extend instead of trying to convince us that Cassie and Rachel are best friends, which I still don't feel in this book. (laughs) I know. (sighs) They had so many interactions and I literally was like, Cassie doesn't give a shit until we get to chapter three and she sees Jake. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, like, Rachel's helping you con Marie your house and you are not even grateful. But go on. Yeah, no. That I, so the first note of chapter three that I had supports that. I was like, Cassie hates the beach, but she went because Rachel's her best friend and she likes it. But Cassie hates it. And I'm like, no, you literally, like, you, you didn't do shit to, like, explain how she was your best friend or you didn't like have any interactions that made me think that you're just like i fucking hate the beach but i'm at the fucking beach because my friend likes it like (laughs) that's still negative still (laughs) negative cassie oh no (sighs) my god i'm why am i so mad about the beach how did we get here don't know Oh, okay, so this next line was was about when my rage died out, so I'll read it to you. So they're at the beach. Cassie hates it. So they ride their bikes home after they're done at the beach in their swimsuits because they just wanted to give me a 90s nostalgia attack that had me laying on the floor sobbing. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. This whole thing of them, like, you know, riding their bikes in their swimsuits in the summer and, like, you know, going to the beach, riding back up Cassie's driveway. I was just like, oh, I can feel it. God, I miss California. (laughs) 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 Uh, Wow. I was, like, reminiscing about Canada. (laughs) That's very different. Oh, man. Good time, though, man. just, Just riding your bike around just with your friends. Yep. Not doing shit. It's yep. a good time. 
<sighs> Anyways, um, this next part is adorable. So let's go there. <laughs> so it is. It's so cute. So the riding of the driveway, and Jake is there, and he very he like sees them, and then he very resolutely stares Cassie in the face. And Cassie like turns to Rachel and is like, "Oh my god, he thinks I look really dumpy in my swimsuit." And Rachel's like. No, that look means he thinks that you're really hot in your swimsuit, but respects you as a person and doesn't want you to yell at him for <laughs> looking around. My eyes and, are up here, Jake. Exactly. And Jake was like very resolutely staring at only her eyes and nothing else. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is adorable. I love it. <laughs> I loved it too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so... Then uh, um, she approaches Jake, and she's all like, oh my god, like, okay, if he really thinks I'm hot, this is like, oh, I don't know what to do. And Jake is like, I brought um, the Goodwill, you said I could, your dad, he had it, he left, he took it, like, he's just, like, fucking up all of his words because he's so flustered by Cassie, which is adorable (laughs) as well. Oh my god. (laughs) They're so cute. Freaking puppy love. I know, right? This is like another like 90s nostalgia where you wouldn't just like be like, hey, let's have an adult conversation about this right now. Children. Uh, Children. But whatever. We can't live in this perfect little bubble of 90s utopia because there's a stupid tiny ship. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Those ruin everything. Kitschy water pump that also ruins everything. (laughs) (laughs) You're so mad. <laughs> well, it's just such a fucking like they're this reminds me of like people that just put shit things in their yard because they're like I don't know, they're just like I need to give off this impression that like I understand antiques. So like let's put like a shitty pump in my yard that doesn't work and like probably like a wagon wheel somewhere leaning oh, up against yeah. the side of the house. Like yeah. uh anyways, um they inspect the stupid tiny ship. Uh, they were telling Jake, like, hey, we saw a ship here earlier, but this one looks different. And they're having a conversation about how stupid the ship is. And then it disattaches <laughs> itself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just really mad. So it disattaches itself and it flies away. And Jake proclaims the weekend is over and sends them to fetch our merry band of children. <laughs> So we cut to the meeting where everyone is there, and they're trying to get Axe to think oh. of any Yerk faction that would use a tiny toy spaceship, and Axe is like, why would anyone use a tiny toy spaceship? Like, why? <laughs> so poor Axe is just like, fuck you idiot children. <laughs> oh my god, dude, are you okay? Do you want to talk about something? <laughs> I just hate the Helmicron so much. Oh my god. oh my god i haven't seen you this mad at a podcast and scott kept interrupting and then you were yelled tobias was pissed at fucking owls (laughs) damn (laughs) i i don't know what to say i'm just really mad (laughs) i'm uncomfortable with the atmosphere we've created in this podcast (laughs) I'll try Ugh. to bring it more upbeat because I, I'm dragging it out and I don't need to. Oof. Okay. Anyways. Uh, buh, 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 buh. 
they're trying to get Axe to tell them who has tiny ships, and Axe is like, no one. No one has tiny ships. And, uh, yeah, and then they were like, let's just go to Goodwill and look for the ship. And everybody's like, alright. So they fly over there as seagulls. Um, for whatever reason, only Cassie, Rachel, and Jake go in, and this interaction yeah. was the first okay. one that made me laugh. It was weird, but this this one made me laugh really loud, because they go in, <laughs> and they're like, hey, um, my dad just dropped off some stuff, and like some of it shouldn't have been in there. Is there like anything we can look for? And the clerk was kind of like, oh, like what, what are you getting? And Rachel's like, oh, this guy's ship right here, and points at Jake. His toy ship. He brought his toy ship here, and he needs it back. He needs his toy ship. And, like, <laughs> she's clearly making this great fucking joke. Great mockery of Jake. But oh. nobody reacts to it. <laughs> like, um, but whatever. So I was laughing at Rachel, like, his toy ship, this fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so good. But then um, the clerk was like, well, what kind of spaceship was it? And then Jake's like, Toy. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I was fucking dying. <laughs> and then the clerk is like, "What is it from? Star Wars, Star Trek, Babylon Five? What kind of ship is it? Romulan?" Blah, blah, blah. And Jake's like, "Romulan." And the clerk's like, "Fine, but you better come out with a Romulan ship." Damn. <laughs> yeah. And then Jake was like, as he walked back there, he was like, "Of all the Goodwill clerks in all the worlds, why did we have to get the one that knows sci-fi?" Which cracked me up. Um, so anyways, they go into this like d- really depressing fucking back room where there's all these broken toys laying all over the ground. <laughs> like They said it was like destroyed Barbies and X-Men with no heads and things like that. And then they like see a tangle of ships and they're like, ah, there it is. So Cassie like points it out, like found it. And uh, Jake makes his way over there. And then this thing takes off and he's like, wow, toys are so cool. When I was a kid, they didn't do this. And then it fired on him and left two little pinprick marks. <laughs> and, like, Jake, you're still a kid, bud. This is still a toy you'd play with here, bud. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he had a moment. Um, so, yeah, the ship had burned Jake. And then it shoots Cassie, too, in the cheek. And then Rachel's like, oh, fuck this noise, and picks up a baseball bat. She's like, I'm going to fucking blast these things out of the air. And then <laughs> they shoot at her, and they shoot off a piece of her hair. And all three of them were staring at the hair on the ground, horrified. Like, no, not Rachel's no. hair. Like, they have killed people and cared less than they did that Rachel's hair got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they just unleashed beast mode. They did. It was like they knew how much she treasured this. And the fact that it got destroyed, they were all like, oh, she's about to go nuts. <laughs> and so she like she does. And she goes swinging this bat around and she's missing constantly. Like they're dodging it. But she's like just like going crazy with this baseball bat. And the first, like, big whiff that she takes where she misses the ship, Jake is, like, very, like, matter-of-fact at first. He's like, I'm so sorry, Rachel, but Marco's not here right now, and I have to do this. Strike one! God. (laughs) And I was like, another moment where I started laughing, like, oh my god. Absolutely. (laughs) It was amazing. God, I I feel like they didn't, they only let um, those three go into the Goodwill, because can you imagine Axe at a Goodwill? (laughs) 
I can just imagine him asking, like, what is a goodwill? Why is it good? What is goodwilled here? (laughs) I just imagine him going in and being like, what the fuck is all this stuff? (laughs) And just being very overwhelmed. And then him, like, showing up in this room and in one hand holding, like, a broken clock radio and in the other one very high-heeled shoe. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Oh, no. Uh, At least there's no food there. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He'd probably try Although, to eat things, though, now that I'm thinking about it. He would put a lot of things in his mouth, probably. Ugh. Oh, no. man. And then he'd, like, find a shirt that's, like, brightly colored and obnoxious and 40 sizes too big, and he'd be like, I need this! <laughs> but anyways, um, alright, I'm, I'm just gonna go back to this goodwill nonsense, because it doesn't go like how we just wrote it. It goes very different. <laughs> Um, so Rachel's wildly swinging around the room and missing, and then I guess the Helmicrons were like, well, this is whack, and the kids were like, fuck it, let's get out of here, and the Helmicrons were like, we'll take over and destroy all of you, you will all become our slaves, give us the blue cube and we will make you our slaves instead of crushing you and to your dust and your bone dust will blow in the wind. And they're like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Because the Helmicrons use thought speak. They really do not care one single bit about any of the threats the Helmicrons make this entire book, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they just keep demanding the power source and blah, 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 blah. And uh, then Cassie is like, I'll try to negotiate with them and see if I can save this and she's like hey your words are a little aggressive and i'm sure you don't mean to be aggressive and then they just like shoot her and take off (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man so they figure they're going after the blue box so jake orders tobias to follow him to or follow the ships as they they run out of the back of the goodwill they jump into a goodwill truck that's just like hanging out in the parking lot empty and like close the door most of the way leaving it open so they can leave and they all start morphing. Um, while they're morphing, they start to catch up Axe and Marco on what was happening, basically, while they were in the Goodwill. And when they all get morphed, they take off. They are following where Tobias went, like, basically towards the general direction of Cassie's house. And they see him in the distance. They're like, great, we'll trail him. Eventually, we'll meet up. It'll be fine. But they start gaining on him. And they're like, oh, well, that's kind of fucked. And as they gain on him, they realize he's in an aerial dogfight with the Helmicrons and pulling out every fucking flying trick he knows to avoid getting shot. (laughs) So it's not going well. Um, Rachel's the first one to notice that the Helmicrons are aiming for his eyes. So she and Jake rush in. They're the first ones to get there. And the rest of the team ends up being like 30 seconds behind. So Rachel, who's off looking at boys two chapters ago... Is now extremely concerned about Tobias. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. There's multiple moments in this book where, like, Rachel gets very concerned with somebody and does something that's very understated, but, like, still interesting in interaction ways. Not just with Tobias, like, with multiple people. Hmm. And also Marco. Never mind. We'll get there. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they join this aerial dogfight when they catch up. And uh, that's when the Helmicrons are like, well, fuck this. There's like five or six of them and like two of us. And so they're like, goodbye. And they blast off towards the blue box. They, of course, since they're spaceflight capable, 
are a little bit faster than the birds. So get there, like, instant fucking-taneously. Oh, God. Yeah. Homicrons. And there's a couple points in this book where they're pretty much at a very far away location pretty instantaneously. So, like, I don't understand how their speed works. Like... I don't think any of them understand how anything works. No. Maybe. And, like, okay... So this is the only excuse I'll give for the Helmicrons, because I fucking hate them so much. (laughs) But if we look later in this book, there is an interaction where they say pull up and half of them go pull up and half of them go pull down. And then they like they make it out of that situation, but then pause to have an epic internal battle where they slaughter many of themselves. So like. They could be like, fly towards the blue box, and then all of a sudden they have to stop and have a 20-minute fucking battle over who's gonna get there first, who gets to take it, who said we could fly fast, who said we should go somewhere else, blah blah blah. Like, the time that they use to get places makes no sense, because there could be 30 fucking detours to have an internal discussion along the way. Sure. Very much like working in corporate America. (laughs) (laughs) This meeting is unnecessary. This meeting is unneeded, and we did not need to slaughter everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the only excuse I'll give. Sure. Ever. For the Helmicrons. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Fucking hate them. Anyways, um, yeah, so the Animorphs are flying as fast as they can, but they are just no match for the Helmicrons' speed, because the Helmicrons have ships that are... Very fast and space-like capable, apparently. Um, As they get there, they can see that the Helmicrons are cutting through the pump. And then they've made another startling realization. The Helmicrons can probably tell who's morphed and who's a real bird, because otherwise they wouldn't have fired on Tobias. So that's great. Um, This leads to a 20-minute aerial dogfight happening in Cassie's front yard, like right in front of her house. And the only mention we get of her parents is, thank God they're out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because they would be flipping their shit if they saw that. <laughs> right? Like, oh god, six birds are fighting two toy ships. Great. <laughs> uh... Uh, it's just, it's a really good thing that everybody seems to have memorized what kind of bird the other one is. Because, like, it's utter chaos. And Tobias yells like, oh, Cassie, watch out. And I'm like, okay, what kind of bird is Cassie again? What kind of bird is Axe again? I forgot. Oh it's my god. god. How would they even know? Because Cassie and Marco are the same osprey. Yeah. Oh, God, that's true. At least, like, everyone else is a different... Like, you know oh. Rachel's an eagle. You know Jake's a peregrine. Like, I think, though, um, Marco and Axe would still be seagulls, I think. Oh, really? Right? Because they never demorphed at the Goodwill, did they? Oh, I, thought I don't they... think they did. Oh, I... Not true. Maybe okay. they did. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But it still, then you got two seagulls. Matter. Probably the same seagull. Like, yeah. Yeah, true. And, like, there's a couple instances in this book where, like, morph sequences either happen off camera or were forgotten entirely. Mm-hmm. So this might be one of them where, like, it might have happened. It might just be like, oh, hey, he somehow knew that was Cassie because of a uh, some sort of thing she did that was like, you know, because Tobias is a really great observer of habits. So, like, he might be like, oh, yeah. Cassie does this when she's flying. I know it's her. Yeah. Or there's seagulls and she's an osprey. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't really know. Um, but if I, I think they did say it was five birds of prey, so I don't know. There's a few times like that in this book. There's one obvious one that I'll point out much later, okay. but yeah. Uh, anyways, Rachel's the first one to tap out of the fight because she is a giant fucking eagle and it is very tiring to do this shit. <laughs> um, and right after Rachel just kind of collapses on the ground, Axe gets shot in the eye and Baby. comes down. I know. No. And Cassie's like, oh god, I know he can heal it, but that has got to fucking hurt. Oh, poor Axe gets so many blows in this book. Yeah, he's really abused in this book. No. Uh, and every time they mention like how stoic he is and how much he's oh like concerned god. for everybody else over himself. <laughs> he's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. This like there is some Axe interactions that I was like yeah, this is a Casey book simply because Axe is so good in this book. <laughs> I think there's there's a moment later um, where like he, he gets a really bad shot and he's like basically dying and he's still like, well, I don't want, I, you know, I'm fine. Like, I want you guys to get away. And I'm just like, he's not just the comic relief character. He's like a good fucking person and I love him. This is why I yeah. love him. Like, ugh. Yeah, agreed. Ugh. He is wonderful. Oh man, I love Axe. It's so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we don't hear much more of Axe after he gets shot in the eye because we're back to Cassie, who uh, decides to go to humans so she can snag the box, which which honestly should have been the plan from way earlier than this. Um. And since half the team is now down, the Helmicrons take the opportunity to grab the blo- the blue box and fly off with it. But they head directly into the barn, and Cassie's like, those fools, why have they done this thing? Why uh, have they, they basically done this trapped thing? themselves. I do not know. I do not know why they do these things. Uh, but yeah, they did. They trapped themselves. And so Cassie's like, okay, I'll engage with them. And she goes into this interaction with a little less of like, I am a peacekeeper and I want to negotiate peace, and more of a listen, you can't take over the human race. We're bigger than you. We're, you know, you don't really hurt us. Like, you can't really do anything to us, so you should give up. And they're like, oh, our shots don't hurt you? So then they shrink her down. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you will be our size now. (laughs) That's when I was like, I fucking love this crazy ass book. Oh my god, that was the make it or break it moment. Oh. And for me, it broke it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this oh. is gonna get bonkers as hell. It did. It did get bonkers as oh hell. Oh god. Oh my god, it's so nuts. Delightful. Uh, my favorite part, though, of this is as they shrink Cassie, like, they fired off this beam to shrink her. She's, like, slowly, like, just getting smaller and smaller. And they're like, you'll no longer be a bloated and bulky mass thing. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me. Like, Call me fat. Like, yeah, it was basically like they were using every word except fat. And she's like, I shrunk down from, like, four feet tall to nothing. <laughs> like, <Jesus>. She's tiny. <laughs> She's a kid. Oh, man. But anyways, yeah. So she's shrinking. And then Tobias swoops in to try and help her. And she's like, no, Tobias, get out of here. But then he gets zapped as well. (laughs) And so she's like, Tobias, warn the others. But it's too late because Marco has now just run in to also try and help out. And he gets zapped. So now all three of them are shrinking. But Marco does manage to, like, yell out the barn door, like, hey, stay out of here. 
And then he hesitates for a second. He's like, except for Rachel. Rachel, get in here. (laughs) And Tobias chastises him for it. Like, Marco, no. (laughs) Bad. (laughs) Yeah. And then he makes some really mean comment. Like, why does the Wicked Witch of the West get to stay full size? And I have to be singing the Lollipop Guild song. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Jesus, Marco, what the fuck? I mean, Rachel has some pretty good cuts against marco later though like they were just like brutal to each other in this book they were they seriously were but yeah it was pretty funny i don't know that he's ever gone as far like as to call her a mean name before though like he mocks her with the xena thing but like i don't know that he's ever really gone for the throat like wicked witch of the west yeah i mean but then like rachel you know, runs in there afterwards and she's like, shrink, fix my friends and Marco too. And Marco. And I was like, damn. <laughs> you guys are so mean to each other. What's going on? Oh, yeah, there seems to be a little bit of extra tension between Rachel and Marco that wasn't there before. Yeah, what the hell? Confused. I have no idea. I am confusion. So, something happened off screen that we don't hear anything about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, like, it's kind of really fun to think of stuff like that because most of the time you're like, if I need to know about something in a book, then I know about it. So it's kind of fun to have like these little mysteries of like, what the fuck did happen that we never knew about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so good. Love these books. Yep. Hate the Helmicron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yep. Uh, so anyways, they're all shrinking down and Cassie and Tobias start getting to Helmicron size and Tobias is the same size as Cassie. So which... he's like a giant bird. Exactly. And so when you were saying this in Alternomorphs, like, I'm very uncomfortable with on the cover how Tobias is the same size <laughs> as the children. I was like thinking of this moment. I was like, oh, it's coming up. <laughs> God. It made me think of the rescuers down under with the kid and the giant golden eagle. Yeah! I was like, oh, oh, I hope Cassie, like, rides him, except that would probably enable him not to fly very well. Although they're... Although he did say he thought he could lift them. Yeah, they did say they were much stronger when they were smaller. Anyway, that's skipping ahead, but yeah. I want to ride a bird. Well, me too. Especially, like, in The Rescuers Down Under. That was the coolest. Yeah. Right. They're tiny. They're very tiny. And they're rude as shit. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Wait, who, the Helmicrons or them? <laughs> the Helmicrons are rude as shit. Yes. Uh, yes. So then they can kind of hear Jake yelling orders, but everything is very loud and trembling and obnoxious, which is fun. Jake orders Rachel to grab another brick. So Rachel does, because apparently she smashed the first ship with a brick. <laughs> and there is this fan fucking tastic interaction that happens in this next chapter that like i couldn't even write it all down because i would just end up quoting it word for word but there's a standoff happening between the helmicrons and the animorphs and jake threatens to send another brick flying at them he's like the first ship we fucked up and the helmicrons are like we are not threatened we do not believe you harmed the ship you will not harm us and jake's like no it seems to have banged up the other ship pretty good and axe tries to step in and help and he, and he was, like, trying to help threaten the Helmicrons. 
And the Helmicrons say something like, no, we will not be threatened by you, you inferior humans. And Axe is like, I'm not an inferior human, I'm an Andalite. And Rachel's <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> and Axe, like, tries to backpedal. He's like, I did not mean you were an inferior human, I just meant I'm an Andalite. <laughs> And this whole standoff is happening, like, and those two just have that aside mid-battle. I freaking, <laughs> like, that's another reason I love this book, is is you're in the middle of a very, like, tension-filled scene, and then there's kind of, like, a one-off, like, comedy joke, and I freaking love that. Like, I loved it in, like, Firefly and, like, Voltron and, like, all these shows yes. where it's, like, a really serious situation, but you still have, like, that little bit of, like, comic relief. Freaking love yeah. it. It's so good. So, so good. And these are like the moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a really funny book. The writing is really good and I really like it. And then the fucking Helmicron show up and I'm like, no, I hate it. <laughs> you feel very strongly in many ways. Yeah. This is an emotional roller coaster for me. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so Rachel's armed with her brick. And then they do have another exchange about like... Jake's like, yeah, like a brick axe. Like, cause he mentioned something like, we will throw this solid oblong cube at you. <laughs> and Jake is like, it's just a brick, man. We use it to build houses. And Axe like stage whispers to him, like, maybe you shouldn't say these things, Jake. You want them to respect you. <laughs> like, I don't know how it was like an like insult or like I it was just very funny God. the way it all happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um but anyways, the other Helmicron ship shows up and shoots Rachel in the shoulder, which causes her to just kind of like drop throw the brick um, because she wasn't expecting it. And they're like, what the fuck? The other ship. But Jake is the one that has seen the terrible thing that's about to happen. And that is that the brick is tumbling right towards Cassie, Marco and Tobias, who are very small. So Jake screams no and jumps after the brick. But Axe is the one that just whips his tailblade forward, cuts the brick in half, and it goes tumbling two ways and misses them. And then Jake lands on the ground next to them, and his breath is, like, fucking them up. Like, when he breathes out, he's, like, tumbling them away, and when he breathes in, it's like a vacuum, and Tobias is, like, trying to steady himself flying, and he can't. And Cassie is just transfixed, transfixed by his giant face, and she goes, <laughs> this face that I found so cute. And now I'm staring at a giant zit the size of me. <laughs> Gross. It was Jake so has funny. acne. Wow, a teenager has acne. Gross. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I wonder how that just, changes a person to see your crush's giant pores just staring at you. Well, like... I mean, it probably changes something, but it just goes to show you that, like, nobody's really noticing this shit. Yeah. Like, when you're normal-sized. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably, it probably changes a lot, I would imagine. I mean, they're already completely mentally destroyed from all their previous adventures. <sighs> the fact that she even can notice acne at this level... <laughs> yeah. they're all destroyed emotionally spiritually not physically because of morphing but like pretty close to physically a lot of times and she's like oh god a zip <laughs> <laughs> oh cassie not so perfect after all huh <laughs> sorry that was mean she is very nice i apologize cassie you're a wonderful human 
<laughs> I don't know. I was listening to episode four the other day, and you were just full of rage. Raging. God. <laughs> Cassie, books bring out the worst in me. Apparently. I love them, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I, like, I really, I love them, okay? I do. But, like... Not this one, because I hate the Helmet Cross. <laughs> the previous Cassie books, I really do love. But there's just something about the fucking Helmicrons that I just cannot stand. <laughs> I just really hate them. Anyways, um, what the fuck? That's right. <laughs> Jake has a zit. <laughs> Luckily, Tobias, with his superior vision, has probably already noticed the zit and gotten over it. So he instead <laughs> is looking up. <laughs> So, so Tobias yells, Jake, above you. And Jake reaches up and grabs the morphing cube back to himself. Um, and I had a note here, which I feel bad reading after everything that just happened. Uh, I'm sorry, but, I'm still dying. No, it's okay. I was just saying, like, this is a really dark side note, but I found it interesting that Rachel still has to be the enforcer when Jake could have just as easily grabbed a brick. But he's still like, Rachel, get him! (laughs) Yeah. So. Huh. Interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Um, My other note was that I fucking love how every time one of them talks when they're shrunk, it's super tiny font on the page. Oh, is it? Like, <gasps> yeah, they shrink it down to like point, well, probably like two point font oh, every time they talk. No. That's so cool. I don't have that in my version. No. Oh, oh no. That's the saddest. Oh, no. I'm, I really need to try to like borrow actual copies of the book via my library system. I think I'm going to try and do that because I think yeah, I just, I, I miss out having the ebook version. Also, there's a lot of, like, weird kind of typos in the... Yeah. I feel kind of bad admitting that they're, like, part of copies, but we can edit that out. Um, That's... You know what? Um, K.A. Applegate actually just shared them the other day and said, like, hey, if you want to read them, they're free online, so... Oh, really? Maybe I'll grab those. Because, yeah, mine have a lot of weird typos. Like, there's there's at one point when they're going towards um, the barn where the the Helmicrons are, and it says... Mm -hmm. And even though it's from Cassie's point of view, it says in the text, like, they hold butt towards Cassie's farm. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, okay, weird. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Cassie now towards refers- home, you mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. she now refers to herself in the third person. So yeah, I might try to get better. <laughs> the Cassie is not amused. <laughs> the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> the Cassie has hidden the morphing cube rather well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's a cool little thing about the font. I love that. Yeah, there's like there's a lot of those little like even in when um the Helmicrons fire too, it's like the same noise as like the shredders where it's like the tzoo, yeah. but it's like really it's in, again in tiny font. Oh, like, I love that. Just to show you how tiny it is. <laughs> I just like to think that when Cassie and Marco and Tobias talk, it's like little high pitched helium noises. Oh my god, yes. <sighs> Uh, precious. They are precious. <laughs> uh, yay, yay. Um, anyways, I'll continue. There's so many moments like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so they get the blue box. The Helmicrons give up for now and leave. And they're like, okay, how do we fix these guys? They're pretty tiny. And uh, Axe and Tobias are like the go-throughs, which is kind of fun just to see like... Because we, we, there are a lot of times in the books where like certain people can hear certain people because they're morphed or not. But it was like... It was a fun go-between to see, like, Tobias and Axe having to be, like, the mouthpieces Mm -hmm. of each of these groups. Because they're normally just not the two in that situation. Yeah. They had to be the the thought-speak translators. Exactly. Like, normally it's it's other people, not them. Yeah. And they're, like, the quiet ones. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, it was, and like later in the book when we get like Axe having to be in charge, I <laughs> it was abundantly clear. But anyways, um, so they are discussing back and forth what to do, and uh, they're like, okay, well let's see if you morph, do you go to the regular size of the animal? And Cassie's like, oh, let's try it. So she starts to go Osprey, and she starts shrinking even more. Uh-huh. And they're like oh, fuck, this is bad. And they're like, Axe, what would happen if we go to flee? And he just does a lot of math. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, the math so again. So much math. The math is back, guys, in a big way. <laughs> oh, um, God. It's really interesting because, again, I've been listening to old episodes, and I think I was talking about um water bears on one episode, and I asked, like, how yeah. small you could really get. And you had said <laughs> that there's no limit to how small you can get. And that's when I was like, oh, it's this book. That's why I know. Ha <laughs> I forgot, like, there's so many times that, like, I'll be listening to older episodes. And I'm like, oh, thank God I can say that now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still times when you say things where I'm like, ha! Oh, no. <laughs> I was well, like, I want to tell you, but I can't. Well, like you said, it's getting easier for you but harder for me yeah true exactly (sighs) exactly right um and i cannot wait until the last few books when we can really just talk about everything openly and honestly (laughs) oh i'm excited Uh, but yeah i mean we're almost halfway through at this point well not quite but yeah we're getting there we're getting there so yeah. Oh my god. This is exciting. But yes. yeah, this is the one where we're like, we know that there's no limit. And we don't quite know that yet, but mm-hmm. um, the conclusion of all of Axe's math is that they would shrink down to about the size of a virus. So, microscopic level. Damn. Yes. But this conversation is interrupted because Cassie's dad is coming! Hooray. Which means uh, the other threat to the animals. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Cassie's wonderful and understanding dad. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this whole next scene, I was freaking dying. Oh, me too. Me too. It was so good. Oh. Um, so Cassie's dad shows up, and Axe has run to morph to human as fast as he can, and they can feel him kind of stomping into the barn, and they can hear what's going on, but they can't participate. So he sees Jake and Rachel, and he's like, "Ah, what are you kids doing here?" And they're like, "We were looking for Cassie," and. He's like, oh, like, you didn't have plans to, like, hang out with her? And so he starts talking, and then all of a sudden Axe pops out of nowhere and is like, hello! (laughs) And Cassie's dad is like, oh, oh, do I know you? And Axe is like, I do not know if you know me. Only you would know if you knew me. And he was like, okay. (laughs) 
It's like, so you know Cassie from school? And he's like, ah, school. Yes, I from school. Oh my god, Eximil, you treasurer. I did not wish you to see me, but now you may see me. Oh my god, this boy. That line, I was crying because oh I was God. laughing so hard. This is one of my favorite act scenes. <laughs> it's it's so good. Oh, um, but it gets better. <laughs> so, um, J- Axe is like starting to like sound out his words again. Oh, no. And Jake goes, oh, he's he's from another country. And Cassie's dad is like, oh, my goodness. Oh, well, where where are you from? And X goes, the Republic of the Ivory Coast. No. <laughs> Cassie's dad's like, really? You don't really look like you're from there. And so X just starts listing places oh, like more republics, like oh. Kazakhstan. And he ends with Canada. And Cassie's dad goes, uh, let's just go with Canada. And X goes, all right, I am now Canadese. Jesus Christ. I'm just sitting here like, Jake and Rachel, why are you letting him do all the talking? They were just staring at him I... like, oh, fuck. It's like, no, <laughs> shut him up. Canadese. I am Canadese now. Oh, my fucking God. So, like, this is the point where Cassie's dad is like, Okay, we've had a lot of fun here today, but I think you guys need to go. <laughs> I know her loving and patient father is just getting so pissed off. He is. He's, what the fuck? Get out of my life. Yeah, pretty I have, much. I have and then, 65 animals to take care of. You need to go. Know, right? You need to leave. Oh. And like the final interaction is he starts like walking around and Jake is like, watch where you're walking. And he's like, why? Why do I need to watch where I'm walking? And Rachel's like, there's a, a nail. We saw a nail. And Axe is like, is that similar to mail? <laughs> <laughs> like, Honey, no. What the fuck? No, just because it rhymes oh, doesn't baby. mean anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, so that's when they're forced to leave. <laughs> um, this whole interaction, we don't really get this, but like Cassie and Marco and Tobias are running for their lives and like moving inches, even though they're running full speed. God. Uh, and Cassie's dad is like shuffling around the clinic and he doesn't step on them, but he does kick a bunch of dirt over them and covers them up completely. So Cassie panics. She's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm crushed. But then she finds, like, oh, the dirt is so big that I can, like, breathe because there's a lot of gaps around it. She's like, okay. So she's like, I'll try pushing it. And it's probably not going to work because, like, you know, I'm crushed. But she pushes it and the dirt just easily gives way. Super strength! Super strength! So she starts climbing, digging her way out of there. And Marco appears above her and is like, oh, there you are, and helps her out. So they have, like, this impromptu science class where they're talking (laughs) about, like insect strength and like you know how ants can lift hundreds of times their own body weight and fleas can jump like you know the basically the equivalent of jumping a tall building they're like we have that now because we're so tiny magic school bus moment like you said i know this is it's so magic school bus there's it's so magic school bus Uh, yeah, and, like, every time they fall down, like, because something lands near them, or, like, there's a big bump, or they get knocked over, they're like, oh, it doesn't hurt. Like, we feel like it should, because it does when it happens to our regular size bodies, but because they're so small, like, nothing hurts them. It's great. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're, like, they're standing there, and they're like, okay, well, we're all hungry, but, like, 
what do we do? Like, what do we eat now that we're this size? And that's when the Helmicron forces appear running over a nearby ridge of dirt. And they are like weird little triangle-headed, like, insect-human hybrid things with, like, pincer mouthpieces and giant globule eyes on a triangular head, but then, like, little human bodies in a silver suit. Which is so weird. It's just weird. God. Yeah. So they're, like, running towards them all, and they're like, become our slaves, and we will let you... Or, like, not destroy you, or, like, whatever the fuck the Helmicrons go on about. Like, we will crush you into blah, 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 blah. They basically just say variations of the same thing, which is, we will crush you, we are the proud Helmicrons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, basically. Like, we are the the rulers of worlds and the only ones that are worthy, and you shall bow before us. (laughs) Um, And as this is happening, another force of Helmicrons runs up behind them wearing magenta suits, and then they start fighting amongst themselves. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's one of those moments where, like, if this was, like, a comedy kidnap kind of movie, the prisoners would be like, um, hello, are you going <laughs> to yeah. kidnap me now? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. While this shit show is happening, <laughs> a third force came upon our tiny friends, cockroaches! <laughs> Luckily, it turns out to be Jake and Rachel. They are apparently, if you want a size comparison, if you, a human, stand in front of a Walmart... That Walmart is about the size the cockroaches are to Cassie, Marco, and Tobias. Yeah. So. This is kind of the beginning of, like, a lot of size comparison things. So many. And I feel some were more successful than others. Like, at the end of the- By the end of this book, I really had no fucking idea how big they were. Like, uh. Yeah, I got to that point when it was, like- they were talking about the blue whale morph. Yeah. And I was like, that, it seems like it should be, end up bigger than it does. Yeah. Because I think at but one point know. they said they were a little less than a sixteenth of an inch. But mm-hmm. I feel like when you call a cockroach a Walmart, they're even smaller. I don't know. Yeah. That feels like it makes them smaller. And then sometimes they're like, oh, they're like smaller than a period on the page. It's like, well. That's pretty that's big. That's kind of. Yeah, that's, like, relatively large. Like, I feel like they should... Anyways. Oh, that depends on what the font size is, I guess. (laughs) The tiniest font size. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, but they're very small, is what we can get at. Because they're they're pretty small. Yeah. Um, Which leads to one of my favorite scenes later, but that's much later, with Tobias and Marco and Cassie. But anyways, I'll continue on. (laughs) Um, so yeah, the cockroaches appear, and they're like, oh, how did you find us? And they're like, we didn't, Jake, or we didn't, Axe did. And then they slowly turn around to a wolf spider the size of the St. Louis Arch. Hello! Yeah, they freak the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, They're all screaming, and it's horrible and terrifying. And the Helmicrons, too, take off running from this giant monstrosity. <laughs> but they're they're yelling, you don't scare us, as they run away in terror. <laughs> right? like, we will destroy you. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus God. Christ. Yep. So they run away towards their ship. And Jake's like, all right, Axe, follow them and make sure they keep running. And we'll figure out what to do with our fellow people here. And so Axe takes off after them, which is all fine and dandy, 
but they're running towards their ship, and as soon as they make it onto the ship, they fire on Axe, which at this size is problematic, so they cut him to pieces. Like, they chop off, like, half of his legs, they blast off, like, a third of his body, like, he is sitting on the ground dying. Like, they fuck him up. Um, Jake yells for them to get to the cockroach bodies so that they can carry them out of there, because if they don't get... Uh, Cassie and Marco and Tobias moved immediately, then they're going to die because Axe has to demorph and crush them. And this is the scene I think where you were talking about earlier where Axe was like, they're like, Axe, demorph. And he goes, I cannot. I do not want yeah, to crush them. Yeah, this was exactly the moment that he was just mm-hmm. so calm and logical and concerned for his uh, for his fellow people that, oh my God, he's just so good. Yeah. He's a warrior. And they, like, he is a warrior, and they call out how calm he was. Yeah. Like, that's directly from the book. Yeah. Oh. Oh, favorite character. Axe. I stand Axe forever. As the kids say. I, I can see it. I'm still Rachel, what? but I can see it. They're all just <laughs> so good. They are all so good. That's the thing. I don't dislike any of them. Right. So... Except for David, who can fuck right off. <laughs> who do you hate more, David or the Helmicrons? <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's a really close race that we're running oh, right no. here. Oh, my God. I guess if I had to choose, and this is, like, choosing between, like, you know, do you want to, like, chop off your legs first or your arms first? We're going to chop off all four. Just the order is yours to decide. <laughs> oh, no. But I think I hate David just a skosh more okay. than the Helmicrons. Okay. But, like, it's a very small margin. Sure. I just fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Ugh. hate them. Hate them. Anyways. <laughs> and, like, it's uh, it's just so bad because this book is so well written and so funny. And there's so many great things that happen yeah. in this book that I just... I love it, but then every time they mention the Helmicrons, I hate it. Oh no. It's a very whiplash sort of book. Yeah, for me anyway. Apparently. I feel like people don't really normally hate the Helmicrons this much, but I don't know. Maybe we'll throw up a poll on Facebook yeah. and see. That's a good <laughs> do, idea. Do you hate the Helmicrons as much as I do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, um,. Yeah, so Axe is, is holding off on demorphing and just dying so that they can get out of there. Um, and that's when Jake yells, get to the cockroaches, we'll carry you out of here. But then they fire on Jake and cut off one of his antenna. And it's like this giant like whiplashing cable that could take these guys out. So they're like, oh, fuck. Um, and that's when Cassie goes, we have to surrender immediately. And Marco is pissed, but he's like, okay, <laughs> let's right. do it. So they surrender, and the Helmicrons stop firing for long enough to take them into the ship and lead them to their emperor so that Jake, Rachel, and Axe can all get out of there. Um, they tell them as soon as they get onto the ship, they're like, you have to crawl to our emperor. And it's like, when they're this size, the ships are huge. Like, right. they had to crawl a very long way. Right. And uh, this is another moment where Cassie goes, it should have hurt my, like, my hands and my knees, but because I was so small, it didn't bug me at all. Right. So, great. They crawl there, and once they arrive to the Emperor's chamber, they realize something, and that is that the Emperor is dead. Very, very dead. 
and not just dead, but chained to the throne and run through with swords dead. And that's when Marco's like, this is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. For the first time. He says it again. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, Then comes another one of my favorite moments in the book, (laughs) where the Helmicrons order Marco and Cassie to grovel. And Marco and Cassie are both like, how do, like how how do you want us to grovel they're like we don't really know what that means like can you give us an example <laughs> and they're like the helmicrons are stumped for a moment and then they're like grovel in the the way of your people however your people grovel <laughs> I love it. And so marco reclines puts his hands behind his head and just starts spouting off this bullshit like I grovel as much as the prom is tomorrow and the only date left is the most popular cheerleader. I grovel like I'm eating french fries and the only salt is at the table of the school bully. I grovel like he just goes on and on. And like <laughs> after like throwing out like 10 of these, he's like, Cassie, come on, Cassie grovel. And Cassie's like, I grovel like a groveler. Like, grovels. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's so oh, good. No. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> and like Marco does literally like 10 of these. Like even in the book you're like he's still going. Oh my god. God. <laughs> so good. Oh. And I think part of the reason I love this so much is because the Helmicrons get so annoyed at him. They're like, that's enough groveling. Now we have to get to other shit. (laughs) (laughs) We have more important things to do. Yeah, because otherwise Marco would have gone on all day. And Cassie makes a comment like, Marco's just going to keep going because now he has an audience. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) She knows him so well. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um. So yeah, the the Helmicrons basically cut him off, and they're like, "Now tell us where the location of the blue box is." And Cassie's like, "Oh, I like we don't know where that is. Our friend has it." So they turn on the view screen and say, "Like, point out which friend knows where the blue box is," and their friends are all just standing around. And Rachel has this tiny little Tobias on I her shoulder. Fucking love it! I died. Oh my god. Well, that's also when I was um, confused about how actually big they were, because, like, could you see them with the naked eye or not, you know? See, I don't know, because they say they had to zoom in on it. Like, they they were talking about, like, how it, like, showed their friends, and then it, like, did, like, a screen zoom in, and they saw Tobias there, too. But, like, does Rachel know that he's, I mean, he probably was like, hey, Rachel, I'm on your shoulder, because he can thought speak, but, like. Yeah. What? Yeah, but he would be, like, way too tiny for her to detect. Right. Like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, yes. But it was really cute. It's a cute little visual. Yeah. Small. Like, I I mean, I imagine them really small, but as soon as it said this, I did imagine him, like, an inch tall yeah, on her shoulder. Same. Like, yeah. So, because that was more, that was more adorable than <laughs> imagining just a speck. Right. <laughs> it's like, she has this little, like, tiny, like, bungee-sized bird on her. <laughs> Anyways, um, moving on from that moment. <laughs> Cassie, Miss Quick-Thinking, I grovel like a groveler, says <laughs> that <laughs> none of those friends have the blue box. It's their other friend. And the Helicrons are like, you cannot fool us. We know that you are the only ones with the power. 
And Marco is, like, not catching on at first. Like, he's playing with this ruse, too. He's like, yeah, our, our other friend who's not here right now. And um, eventually, it he does catch on as soon as Cassie says, there is one other on the planet who has this power. And Marco's like, Fizzer oh, 3? And Cassie's like, Fizzer 3. <laughs> Cassie, once again, using her powers of manipulation. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> Uh, but this time in a less distressing manner. Yes. <laughs> so the Helmicrons are like, where is this other? And they're trying to like guess. They're like, oh, fuck. Probably like on the blade ship in orbit. And the Helmicrons are like, you do not have this power. You are not capable of this. And they're like, well, see, our our other guy here is a Yurk. And it just causes an immediate outrage on the ship. Like there is people rushing back and forth they said dragging in oversized weapons for them like fighting each other in a circle there's swords that are drawn out of nowhere and when it all like kind of dies down there's just dead bodies all over the floor the and they're like i guess they don't like the yurks <laughs> <laughs> they're just like through a massive like collective temper tantrum yeah they did um and then at that point, I guess they've kind of collected themselves, so they ask again, where is this person? And they're, like, shielded in space, but, you know, they'll be hard to find because they're, like, in orbit and there's, like, a shield around them. And the Helmicrons are like, their primitive technology cannot defeat us. We are the most glorious race in the galaxy. We shall destroy them and crush them and bring them to their knees. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys do that. Um, uh-huh. I wonder what the the relationship is between the Yerks and the Helmicrons. Like, obviously the Helmicrons just, like, hate everybody, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if the Yerks... Oh, wait, no, yeah, they do know about them, because Visor 3 knew about them. Um, yeah, but, like, I would be interested to know, like, how, like, what was the other interaction? Yeah. Them, like... What's the history there? Because it's mm-hmm. not like the Yerks can fit inside the Helmicrons' heads. No, but they, like... The way that Visor 3 talks about them later in the book makes it sound like they researched them and, like, really, Mm -hmm. like, looked into the Helmicrons and how they were. But also how, because... No, no, we can't ask that. (laughs) I feel like they researched most of the things by by taking over the Andalites, and if the Andalites... Well, that's not to say the Andalites didn't know about them. Axe didn't know about them. But maybe that was covered in school, where he wasn't paying attention. Because he's a bad boy. Or maybe another race knew about them that they enslaved. I don't know. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah, I don't know. There's, like, no backstory given. Sure. Just that they know each other. Cool. And it sounds like had conflict based off the Helmicrons' reaction. Well, the Helmicrons <laughs> have conflict with everybody at this point. I know, right? <laughs> There's no one they don't They're have conflict They're just so unnecessarily with. aggro. They really are. <laughs> man um so yeah that's about the time when the helmicron that's uh interrogating them calls for a male say bring me a male and then when the male appears they're like teach teach them subservience take them somewhere and teach them how to be subservient and uh that's <laughs> you're good when they at that. realize you're good at that teach them this that's when they realize that all of the crazy people of the species are female, and Marco's like, oh, a colony of Rachel. That was another like really deep cut. I know. Like, and she wasn't even there to hear I it. Know. Uh, uh, 
Marco. God, Marco. So much sass, this book, Marco. No. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. They, they, they get taken to a classroom on the ship to receive their education. And they start asking about the female emperor they saw. And they are told that the only way they can be sure the emperor will not make a mistake is to be dead. So they kill whoever's in power to just ensure that they don't fuck up. <laughs> Which, Marco's like... That kind of makes sense, but, like, in a weird, fucked up kind of way. <laughs> yeah. I just, I yes. don't understand. And then, like, the Helmicron tells them, if you do really, really badly, we might kill you and make you the emperor, so that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Isn't that the other way around? I don't know. <laughs> It seems like it would be the other way around, yeah. but, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so then they get their education. They're told, obey all females and wash your food before you eat it. That's it. That's all they need to know. And Cassie goes, well, I'm a female. And he goes, you are now a male in our society. And there's, like, a brief feminist thing. Yeah. Where they're, like... <laughs> um, so the Helmicron goes... A female, a Helmicron female may not ascend to a position of importance in our society unless it is certain that she will not cause problems. She must be a symbol that all can admire. And Cassie goes, kind of like our society. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And then, um... <laughs> Sad but true. Then they say, well, wuss, aren't you supposed to tell us how to behave? And he goes, yes, you must obey all females. You must wash your food before eating it. As males, you must be quiet and calm at all times. Cassie goes, I am not male, I am female. And Wuss says, no, you are a slave, thus you are male and must do whatever a female tells you to do. And then Marco goes, kind of like our society, mimicking Cassie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all very strange. I mean, it was a dig at her. Like, it wasn't like Marco was trying to make the same point. Right, but yeah. Still... He was just making a joke, but yeah. Yeah. Still, like, an awkward moment. Yeah. I'm just I'm just confused by the Helmicrons and how they operate and what the fuck. We all are. Yes. No one knows what the fuck. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, Cassie's a male now as well, which is fun. We Yay. So then a female comes to retrieve them, and then per their new training, they follow her. <laughs> <laughs> they have found Visor 3 and they are following his bug fighter down to planet Earth. And they're like, oh, he must be coming down for reasons, I guess. Um, he flies the bug fighter into an empty restaurant where the roof splits open. He goes into it. And a few minutes later, the limo screeches out of there. And so they're like, ah, he must be in the limo. Follow it. And they're like, that's actually a pretty good idea. Like making this cool little thing that they've got going on there. <laughs> um, and then they, they say like, oh, he must like limos because of the blackout windows. It makes him easier for him to morph. And I'm like, no, he likes limos because he's a pompous asshole. But anyway. Exactly. Exactly. They also mentioned because he does things to people in there. Yeah. And there's lots of room Terrible to things. do things to people, I guess. Yeah. They're not talking about sex, guys. <laughs> they are talking about beheadings. Oh. <laughs> uh... Although there is another really funny moment in this book where um, back when they were in the Helmicron ship where Marco goes to Cassie something like, you know, we could all just breed and create like a society of tiny humans, Cassie. Be the last of our race. <laughs> and, she, and like Cassie does not respond. She's like, Marco, would you mind helping? 
Yeah. Do, can you please get it together, Marco? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, so they're following this limo, and at a random interval, the Galaxy Blaster fires on the limo at the glass, and they all just start, like, doing their cheering, which is just all of them going, neep, 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 <laughs> like, in their weird little Helmicron voices. Beep. Why they're cheering... I cannot tell. Because they're fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting so to hate the Helmicrons both... now. <laughs> oh, no. I, mean, I didn't mean to influence you. I'm so sorry. <sighs> I meant to keep my hatred to myself. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. So they fire, like, four shots at the window. And then Visor 3 just, like, casually rolls down the window and is like, What? <laughs> And then he sees their ship, and, like, they see him on the view screen, and they see him mouth Helmicrons, and the Helmicron turns to them and is like, what words is he saying? And they're like, he said Helmicron. And all the Helmicrons are like, neep, neep, they know us, they know who we are. <laughs> it's like, that does not, like, that's not the equate of, you can't equate that to victory. God. That's just, ah! <laughs> and then, and then Cassie says they're, they're cheering, like, a football like at a football game whose team just scored a home run or whatever they do in football. <laughs> I was like, this is how I feel. This is how I feel, Cassie. I really do. <laughs> Cassandra knows things about the sports ball. <laughs> sports. Go sports. <laughs> uh, I kind of I kind of like that she's become the character that like really doesn't know anything about stuff. Like she has her few niche interests that she knows a lot about but as far as like the yeah. outside world she's completely clueless I, i'm kind of digging that actually yeah i i appreciate that as well uh, especially because like it's so many of them have like a weird side interest like tobias knows like a weird amount about like the military mm -hmm. which was unexpected and dinosaurs yeah and like Rachel knows a weird amount about politics. Yeah. And, like, you know, Jake and Marco, of course, are into, like, sports and video games and a lot of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Jake now with his new interest in military leaders. And Cassie's just like, I don't fucking know. Animals. <laughs> Animals and people are my thing. Yeah. The rest of you can screw off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I do really like that about her. Because I, I can feel that with, like, football and stuff. With certain sports, I can feel that. <laughs> Uh, I bet she knows a lot about horse shows, though. She'd probably have, like, pretty similar knowledge as, like, we would to, <laughs> to showing horses. As evidenced in yeah. book 14 or whatever. As not evidenced <laughs> in book 14. <laughs> uh. She knows nothing about horse racing, except she probably, like, protests it. But, yeah. like, horse showing, like, other types of showing, she'd probably know about. I like dressage. Horse dancing. The horse dancing. <laughs> I think she's a Western rider, so yeah. she'd probably be, like, barrel racing and oh, shit. Oh, for sure. Not to, like, put her in a box, but, like, just making assumptions based off the type of riding she does. Yeah. So. True. Anyways. I don't want to put her in a box. She might know a shit ton about dressage. <laughs> probably more than me. How do you score it? I don't fucking know. They invert the numbers. Who does Who that? Who does this the prettiest? The end. <laughs> Where the fuck are we? Uh, the Helmicron's <laughs> attacking firing on Visor 3. <laughs> um, so at this point, they shoot Visor 3 in the face. <laughs> they dick-chaining him in the face. <laughs> they dick-chaining him. 
with their tiny little lasers. And he like slaps his face and pulls his hand away. And there's like two little pinpricks of blood. (gasps) How dare you? So instead of overreacting, he has one of his controllers come out of the sunroof with a large gun. (laughs) Um, So the Helmicrons are firing on the guy coming out of the roof. Like the guy takes aim at the ship, right? He fires off the gun and they dodge it. And the Helmicrons say, how dare he attack us unprovoked? <laughs> you fuck. They say unprovoked. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> how dare you fight back when we attack you? Yeah! Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another book where we're fucking rooting for Visitor 3. I know! Oh, stop doing Although, this. to be fair, even the Animorphs root for Visor 3 for one brief yeah, moment in true. this book. I fucking love, I love Visor 3 in this book. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> he's, he's very good in this book. Ugh. But yeah, so they fire a bullet at them. The Helmicrons dodge it. And they're like, ah, how dare he attack us unprovoked? And so they fire off another shot, but then move to the far side of the car and Marco starts screaming, no, 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 oncoming traffic, pull up, pull up. And like half the Helmicrons yell up, half of them yell down, the ship goes down and under the car, but then the Helmicrons pause briefly to have a massive battle between everyone over up or down where they pull out the swords and slaughter a whole other bunch of of Helmicrons. (laughs) Chaos. Like... What the what fuck, the guys? Fuck? How do you even? That, I, they don't. They don't How even. How do you function? How have you gotten this far? I, it's it's incredible. I do not know oh. how they got this far. This has to be like a sick joke. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ugh. Oh so at this point, they're all battling and Cassie like grabs Marco's arm and like pulls him back slowly. And she's like, we gotta do something. We gotta go small. And says her tagline for this book where she's like, it's a matter of size. But she keeps repeating like 14 fucking times. <laughs> Not mad at you, Cassie. I just like, it was, I get You're it. Like, mad. it was like, yeah, I'm just mad in general. I don't mean to take it out on you, but these fucking Helmicrons, man. Um, so they like... They just start shrinking down. And for a while it is not noticed because there's the whole sword fight going on. And about the time they're incredibly small. And they go fly, by the way. They didn't want to go flee. They wanted to have some sort of sense. The Helmicrons see them get to fly level, basically. And start, like, running after them and reaching for them when they notice. But they're already too small for the Helmicrons to get. They get to the fly morph. And... Nothing makes sense. They are like, we saw the finger reaching down, but we could see, like, the building blocks of the cells. They were like gelatinous bags filled of with goo, Ooh. and, like, they can see cells and molecules, and they're making comments like, the mitochondria isn't that color like it is in real life. It's only one color. And Cassie's like, who can tell color at this point? We're flies. Like, nothing makes sense, Marco. Oh, God. Oh. And they actually see a cell dividing, which is like, hello, kids, you are in biology and the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) Yeah, another magic school bus moment. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly like that. And like, 
Cassie's like, let's land on his fingers. So they like fire off and they're saying like, it seems like they're flying just insanely fast. Like flies are fast, but they're saying like they put rockets on a fly is how fast they're going. And of course they're not, but it's all relative, right? Um, So they land on his finger and they can see like all of the cells and shit moving below them. And Marco's like, we should probably get off of his finger because human or Helmicron, eventually they're going to stick that finger somewhere we don't want it to go. What the fuck? I assumed they were going with picking noses here, but also thought maybe up the yeah. But yeah. In any case, the reaction is not positive. The reaction is not positive. They, like, fly off in this weird space and, like, they can't tell up from down and they land on this weird curved surface which they then think might be an eye, a Helmicron eye. Gross. And that's when they see something wholly distressing in a in another way. They see a red flash of light, and they say light moves at the same speed no matter what, but because they were so small, it was just a weirder experience. And they see the Helmicron get hit with this red light, and they watch the cells tear apart. And Cassie has this weird, like, a side moment where she's like, oh, Axe told us about this, how, like, Andalite Shredders kill instantaneously and without pain, but the Yurks modified their Draken cannons to pull apart the cells slowly and cause maximum pain. And then Marco's like, we gotta get out of here! <laughs> so they fly off, and they, like, grab each other as they go tumbling through the air, having no idea where they are or what's happening or up from down or if they're in the road or somewhere else, and they just don't know what to do. So they're like, let's demorph together. And Cassie's like, I'll go first. And Marco's like, the hell you will. So <laughs> they start to get bigger. And it's still very weird because they kind of figure out where gravity is as they get bigger. But they're going from like virus size to like, they're still microscopic human size. Mm-hmm. So like, shit's just like, weird and wavy and they're floating just, and like air is buoying them I just going this is backtracking a little bit but yeah it's like flies are also made of cells and yet they were the size of a cell yeah and they also mentioned that like i mean i'm sure there's cell sizes right because we know that cells do come in different sizes yeah. but they're like, they also talk about how, like, they couldn't even smell anything when they were this small because the smell molecules were too big for yeah. them to sense. Like, it's all very weird. Anyway. Yeah. Just a note. It's it's all very confusing. And, like, I mean, how can we... We can't know yeah. any of this, right? right? This like, all... this is all imagination at this yeah. point. So... I'm not going to argue one way or the other because I no fucking idea. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so as, like, they get bigger, things slowly start to, like, make some sort of sense. And they see what looks to be a tangle of snakes and then a pink patch. And they're like, go towards that. And as they fall towards it, they realize, oh, it's a human head or armpit. One of the two. And then they start demorphing faster because as they get closer, they can see mites, which are horrifying because they're giant fucking mite like if you've ever seen a microscopic mite under like seen it made bigger magnified there we go (laughs) they're pretty gross 
But then imagining them like, ah, oh, they're the same size as us. I'd be pretty scared. And humans are their prey, so <laughs> you're it's not true. safe. I've never seen a yeah. mite. I'm going to look at it real quick. All right, Ew. I'll wait for it. Ew. Yeah. Oh, they look like little ticks. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And then even when they get back to their, like, new full human size, they said, like, the mites were like rats running around them. Which is also disgusting. I don't like So it. they run out into the bald patch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, get away, get away. Um, so, yeah, that's about when they can hear Visitor 3 monologuing about how they the Helmicron ship is kind of cute once they've, you know, neutralized the threat. And then the human that they are on goes, congratulations on your great defeat of the Helmicrons. And Visitor 3 was like, this is no great defeat, Chapman. And they're like, oh, we're on Chapman's head. How the fuck did they get there? <laughs> I wish I knew. Like, ugh. I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is if the Helmicrons, like, flew over the sunroof and they somehow fell in through the sunroof. But... That could be... I mean, he has the ship in his hand. Like, it's possible. Yeah, like, some, like maybe the guy with the gun, like, grabbed it out of the air. Yeah, like, shot it over his head and then, like, snagged it as it fell. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. We don't know, because we were just in, like, the microscopic plane. It was a whole new world. Ugh. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so they're they're on Balding Chapman's head, and then they hear a familiar thought speak voice say, There you guys are, and Cassie is scared peeless. Then she realizes it's Tobias. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Tobias, like, informs them pretty, like, yay, we did it, that they have the other Helmicron ship held in a vice in Cassie's barn. And they're like, in my dad's vice, okay. And they're like, yes, we've been giving hostages, the emperor and high-ranking officials. And Cassie and Marco are both like, no, they're all dead. They're like, where's the blue box? And they're like, well, we didn't want to leave it near the Helmicrons when we came here. So we left it with Axe, who's morphed a human outside this meeting because they're at a sharing meeting. And they're like, no. <laughs> and then they tell Tobias why they're all like freaking out because the, the hostages that they have are all dead. And... That's when Tobias goes, oh no, Axe won't remember to look behind him. And like tries to leave, but then the Helmicrons show up at the meeting and they're towing the morphing cube oh. and the plan becomes clear that what's going to happen is the Helmicrons want to cause a fight between the Yerks and the Andalites and steal the blue box in the middle of all the chaos. Ugh. Let's pick the most chaotic and method then... ever. Exactly. And then they just start shrinking people at random. So the first one they fire on is Visitor 3 and shrink him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ's sake. So then, chaos erupts all over the place. Rachel's in there as a grizzly bear. Jake is a peregrine. Axe is himself. Visitor 3 is ordering everyone to grab the blue box so nobody's firing on the Helmicrons. So the Helmicrons are basically free to fly around and shoot people with their shrink ray as, as they see fit. No one is going to stop them. So there's screaming and chaos. Rachel starts to get shrunk down. And that's when Cassie's like, oh my God, we have to do something to help and comes up with a plan. She starts morphing skunk. She tells Marco to follow suit. So he goes mole. And then she calls Tobias to come pick him up. And she proclaims, once again, we're just thinking about it wrong. We have to think about size. So that's I'm fun. just confused because Tobias picks them both up in his talons and flies away. It's like, okay, a human-sized bird picking up a mole in his talons. How does that work? It would be way too small. 
I don't know, because in the next chapter they start climbing up his legs so he can have his talons free to land on the ship. Whatever. I, I, I think know. I think Marco should have climbed on Cassie, and then Cassie should have climbed on Tobias, and have a little like <laughs> a Russian doll. Yeah, a little Russian animorphs. nesting doll morphing situation. <laughs> anyway, oh jeez, yeah. Um, so Tobias lands on the Helmicron ship. It's covered in tubes, so it was easy to do. Uh, and we find out Cassie's plan is to weigh them down. So she tells Tobias to go to human, which is pretty big compared to his hawk body, and. I wanted to hate this decision because, like, Elephant or Rhino, whatever he had for the last epic charge in the David books would have been better. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have gotten this next scene. So I'm torn emotionally about this. Uh, So anyways, Tobias goes back to his human body, which is gigantic compared to them. So he's, like, a quarter of an inch tall. And it starts to weigh down the ship, but... Cassie's the one that's really going to weigh down the ship by going into Blue Whale, which will allegedly be about the size of a baby mouse. (laughs) So the reason Tobias went human, I guess, was to help them get into position because Cassie had to wedge herself between the engines so that as she morphed, she wouldn't, like, fall off. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that cassie starts morphing to whale and sure enough it starts slowing them down and then a hatch on the top of the ship pops open and a helmicron pops out and is like we demand that you stop and we will let you surrender and tobias like picks them both up like kind of by their shirt collars and is holding them (laughs) and they're like we're going to enslave and destroy you (laughs) and tobias is just like oh okay doesn't marco tell him to shut the fuck up at this point (laughs) Yeah, that's when Marco loses his shit. Marco does tell them to shut up, and they're kind of stunned for a moment. And Marco goes on, like, a short rant about them shutting up. Like, he just starts... And that's when he says, like, you guys couldn't even go mano a mano with a maggot. And that's saying something, because a maggot has no mono. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's entertaining. Um... Cassie continues her morph at that point, and it is working. The ship is not able to dodge and weave, which seems good until it gets slapped out of the air by a giant human hand. So that's going badly for them. They get slammed into a wall, and then the hand grabs the ship again, and that's when a half-moon shape comes in. It's Axe's tail blade. The thumb disappears. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. So I assume he chopped it off. (laughs) And then a new many-fingered hand grabs the ship, Axe is like, I have it! And Jake's like, great, haul ass out of here. And so this is when Cassie starts to demorph. There's a lot of shit that's about to go down. Cassie starts to demorph because Axe's hand is like pinching her on the ship and she thought like, oh, I'll get small. Um, We then find out that Rachel and Jake are on one of Axe's legs. They are not sure which (laughs) as a tiny grizzly bear and a tiny tiger. And they are fighting a very tiny Visor 3 and some very tiny human (laughs) controllers. (laughs) It's, it turns, their thought speech turns to a like really bloody screaming at each other, like battle to the death kind of thing. Meanwhile, Axe is like, I'm getting to an area where, like, he's like, first, like, oh, I'm out running all of my enemies. Everything's going well. And then he's like, but now I'm getting to an area where there may be people that will see me. What do I do? And Jake's like, okay, morph human. Meanwhile, Tobias 
has now pulled a human Marco onto one knee and a human Cassie onto the other knee. And they're just sitting on the back of the ship while Tobias holds them in his arms on his little human knees. <laughs> so weird. And they said his arms are like the size of spaghetti noodles, maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> this, this book must have been so and, hard to write. Yeah, but she does a really yeah, good job. I'm so impressed. Oh. And then the Helmicrons start bailing ship, and they all start pouring out of the top of the ship. So Tobias then puts them down and goes hawk so that he can get smaller so they avoid detection by the Helmicrons. Meanwhile, this bloody battle is happening on one of Axe's legs. And then Axe is like, what do I do? And Jake just says, morph human and keep running. And then Cassie goes, no, Tobias, tell him to go bird. We gotta go to the zoo. So he goes bird. And shit just gets super fucking weird. Like, Axe starts morphing and, like, things are sliding under them and, like, shooting out and, like, they're slipping and falling and Tobias tells them to morph birds, but then, like, then they get purchased because Axe starts growing his feathers and they can kind of grab it and, like, they're staying together. And at the end of his morph sequence where everything was just slipping and sliding and melting and molding and freaking out, they find out, like, hey, one of the legs that they were on and his arm that you were on combined. So now Vizard 3 and Rachel and Jake are all pretty close to you. So like shit's about to get real. So then Cassie's like, well, we can't let them see us as humans, obviously. So like we got to morph right now. So they morph into a tiny wolf and a tiny gorilla. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Eventually, Jake and Rachel do make it over to them. They've been running, and they're like, okay, this is our last stand. Like, we gotta fight, finally. Meanwhile, Axe is flapping away to the zoo, like, completely, like, out of the situation. (laughs) And they form, like, a charge line of all of their battle morphs. And then Tobias just flopping around. (laughs) (laughs) And... Vizard 3 shows up as this bladed tentacle monster, like this weird orange thing, and he announces that this is their final battle, but he announces it with absolutely none of his usual swagger. (laughs) And Cassie, like, Cassie's like, I think it's because he was the size of a flake of dandruff. It was depressing him. (laughs) So, like, they prepare for this insane last battle charge where they are both, like, facing up, squaring up against each other, about to fight to the death. And then the Helmicrons show up, and Vizzer 3 is like, are these guys pissing you off as much as they're pissing me off? And they're like, okay, let's join forces oh and fight God. the Helmicrons together. This is one together. of my favorite Vizzer 3 moments. He's like, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hate these dudes. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I agree. I fucking hate these dudes. Like, they're the fucking oh. worst. So yeah, for and they say like for a very short time and for the only time in history, a truce between the Yerks and the Animorphs broke out. God. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is very short-lived because about that time Axe says we're at the zoo. And so they take off running. Cassie's basically like, follow me. They're running down a feather shaft as fast as they can go. Rachel's super pissed that they like bailed on yet another battle. She is like just dying to fight at this mm-hmm. point. And Cassie is like, just follow my lead. It'll work out. And she's meanwhile giving Axe like thought speed directions to where they're supposed to be going. So they get to the edge of the feather. They can tell because like there's all this turbulence and crazy movement. And they're just waiting there for a moment until Axe gives them the word. And they're like, we have to jump. Like, just follow my lead. It'll be fine. You won't get hurt. It'll all be great. 
And that's about when Visor 3 shows up and says, I've changed my mind. I will kill you fools over the Helmicrons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Axe goes, now! And they all jump off the edge of his wing and just like go free flying into like space, falling through the air, tumbling. Visor 3 just follows. <laughs> He's like, He's like, this is fuck it. I'll this jump. This is probably a good idea. <laughs> this is probably going to work out fine. And then all of his human controllers jump as well. (laughs) Lemmings. Yeah, they say it in the book, this giant lemming run of people. And then the Helmicron army follows after all the people. So it's great. There's a lot of tiny things tumbling through the air. And Cassie goes like, it worked out because Axe was moving. So luckily it's like a trail of bodies. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, eventually they fall, they see their target, and they all land in this weird forest of hair. Cassie, like, lands by grabbing the top of one of the hairs with her teeth and then, like, dropping down. (laughs) And so they they all demorph to their human size, which, by the way, Rachel would have been extremely tiny having been shrunk as a grizzly bear compared to the rest of them. (laughs) And Tobias would have been huge. (laughs) But luckily, he got to stay as a red tail because that's, you know, his yep. form. But anyways, uh, so they land on this thing. And Cassie is like, all right, we got to acquire this animal. Because my theory is that the DNA inside us is shrunk. But if we acquire a new morph, it should be the correct size. So they're like, okay, great, let's do it. This is interrupted because a terrifying flea jumps into the middle of them. And it was kind of this moment of like, they're staring in horror at the flea. The flea is kind of just sitting there. And then it takes off again, and they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then they start acquiring their new morph, Anteater. <laughs> we finally get to the morph that's on the cover. Yay. <laughs> so they start morphing to Anteater, and it is sweet relief as they start growing in size for once. <laughs> We get a detailed morph sequence where Cassie is just like, I got wonderfully large. Thank God I got bigger. This is great. <laughs> And then she's, like, waiting for the anteater instincts to kick in. But nothing really happens until she sees the Helmicrons. She shoots her tongue out, sticking a bunch of them to it, and then starts to, like, pull her tongue back in and crunch on them. But then she stops herself. She's like, ah, no, ah, gross. And so she manages to, like, stick her tongue back out and hold it there in the dirt like a wet noodle. I was yeah. also expecting, like, um, six people morphing the same anteater on top of another anteater. I was like, oh, no, they're going to crush it. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Dog pile here. Yeah. It sounds like the anteater yeah, shook the them off as anteater soon as they was got like, eh, no. <laughs> oh, get off me. Ugh. This is weird. This is gross. But, yeah, so they, they, they stick the Helmicrons to their tongue. And the Helmicrons are still demanding that they surrender and are still threatening them that they will be destroyed. And this is where, like, we get the weird sort of insight from Visor 3. Um, because he also, he followed suit. As soon as he saw them morphing, he's like, great idea. So he acquires the Anteater and he starts morphing Anteater. So he's like one of the, like, seven Anteaters now that are just hanging out. And uh, he's the one that tells them, like, the Helmicrons won't surrender, but they also don't die. He's like, you can't kill them. They they have like a weird kind of hive mind where the conscious of one goes into another one every time you kill one. So he's like, they don't, they don't ever die. They're just this really fucking weird species. I, 
And then you what? <laughs> I'm so fucking confused about it though. It doesn't make Why any sense. Why the fuck do they kill each other if they can't die? And where did the extra subconsciousness go? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I assume it's like the Borg. Like I assume that these were supposed to be like very tiny Borg. Very tiny, angry, aggressive Borg. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. We're almost done. Um, We are almost done. We're almost there. So that's when Visor 3 shoots his tongue out and grabs Tobias. And he's like, we're going to talk now. And then Axe, who was allegedly demorphing at this point, even though it was never said. Because he was just a, a Harrier a second ago with his talons wrapped around the morph cube. And now all of a sudden he's an Andalite. And he jumps out at Visor 3 and puts his tail blade to Visor 3 anteater throat and goes, Now is the time to talk. (laughs) You are the one that's going to talk. Exactly. So this was like another weird moment of like the morphing not being clear what was happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we get pulled out of the story and just get a recap. Like, we don't get to sit here while the negotiations happen and see every moment of it. We just get this brief recap of the plan worked. Visor 3 obviously was open to their negotiation because he was about to die. So Cassie and Marco demorph out of sight. They bullied a male Helmicron into helping them reverse the shrink ray. They unshrunk Visor 3 and Tobias first. Then they unshrunk the rest of the human controllers who got safe passage out of there because otherwise they were threatening to kill them. They then unshrank the rest of the Animorphs and then the final thing they did was Cassie and Marco have a talk with the male Helmicrons to talk about them getting some sort of autonomy and basically caused a new giant war within the Helmicrons of male versus female. Right, they started a civil war. (laughs) They literally started a war. Oh my fucking god. And they were very flippant about it, like, well, guess we won't be hearing from them anytime soon. Like, we left it to them to work out, and as everyone knows, they're never going to work it out. Oh my god. This reminds me of the time of the dinosaurs when they were like, oh, we can't, like, commit genocide, and now they're just like, eh, fuck it, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Their morals skewed so much. They've skewed a little bit, yeah. But the Helmicrons also suck, so. The Helmicrons are the fucking (laughs) worst, I hate them. So yeah, so they get unshrunk, the Helmicrons, they're basically like, well, they'll fuck off now. And then we end the book with Jake asking asking Cassie if she was free tomorrow so they could go to the beach. (laughs) And Rachel was like, oh, she hates the beach. And Cassie's like, no, I fucking love the beach. The beach is the greatest. And then Marco, like, Marco sighed deeply and was like, I guess you ruined our plans of populating the earth with our tiny children. (laughs) And that's how the book ends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my god what yeah crazy hi. romp <laughs> it was a crazy romp like it was so much fun but dear god do I hate the Helmicron <laughs> so so much oh Jesus yeah no they're, they're the worst oh. I hate the Helmicrons. Honestly, like, I didn't mind them so much because, like, I kind of liked that they were so ostentatious and over the top and just would not back down and they were 
you know, even yelling threats even when they were running away in terror. But, like, when it got yeah. to the fucking, like, parts about them, like, killing their own kind and just being, like, this fucking disorganized mess. And when you got into the whole, like, oh, they can't actually die. They just, you know, their subconscious gets transferred. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started to, like, kind of get annoyed with them. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is this mess? Like, how did they survive as a species? I don't even know. Like, ugh. (laughs) I just hate them so much. I don't even want to discuss it. I, yeah, like, I, I briefly, like, wonder, like... It's fun to get in those discussions of like, oh, like how did this species happen? Like how do we think this happened? With the Helmicrons, like anytime we start approaching like how did they survive? How did this like how did this evolve? I'm like, "Ugh, I don't even care." Like <laughs> just kill them. They I mean, fucking they're suck. all going to yeah. Well, hmm. I wonder if they will all destroy each other or if it'll just be a constant civil war and no one will ever die. Well, this is almost like they've They've got to die out at this point because there is male and female of the species, which I'm, although that's also, they mentioned like you can become female. So I guess they don't have gender and they do just like populate somehow, like, you know, they split off into like two or three Helmicrons. But I I was going to say if it was a gender war between male and female, eventually they'd keep fighting and they wouldn't breed anymore and they'd all die out from that. But... No, that's probably not the case at all. <laughs> they survived out of pure spite. They they really did survive out of pure spite. God. Um God, they survived because I hate them so much and they feed on my <laughs> rage. <sighs> Fucking Helmicrons. Well, one thing um I liked about this book is that we got a character dynamic that we don't normally see, which was Cassie and Marco. Um, yeah, I was hoping they would bond a little bit more, and that because, like we've mentioned before, Cassie only seems to have like very strong scenes and emotions towards Jake and nobody else. So mm-hmm. I was hoping she would branch out a little bit, but no, again, no, no. But Marco does seem to have forgiven her for everything that happened in book nineteen. Yeah. So there's that, I guess. They didn't have a combative relationship, really. Yeah. And we did get the visual of Tobias holding them like tiny dolls (laughs) on his knees. There's been so much Tobias (laughs) lately, and I love it. Yeah, I I love it, too. He's he's up there. He's probably my... mm, He and Axe are both my second favorite character, Uh I would say. But then again, I love Marco, too. Uh Uh-huh. This is hard. (laughs) Well, Rachel's my favorite. I love all my kids equally. (laughs) Except Rachel for you and X for me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But this was the first, like, kind of Cassie book where we didn't have any huge moral quandaries to solve. Mm -hmm. I think. And, like, for as much as she claims to not like to make decisions and see the nuance and everything... Like, she came up with that plan mm-hmm. to morph into the, the blue whale, and she came up with the plan to get bigger using the new DNA from the anteater. And it's like, damn, she she's pretty good on her feet, actually. Yeah. It's also, like, the whale thing is, like, her signature move as well, because we've seen her do it, like, what, three times it's already? such a handy morph. 
It is such a handy morph. She's killing it. She's killing, killing it. it. Yeah, so, uh, any other thoughts on this book? Not really. <laughs> Same. You're like, I just want to be done with this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's that's a it's not a piece of shit book. It's such a good book. It's I was laughing to myself constantly. Like and I don't do that. Like I don't react out loud to books a lot of the time. <laughs> but I was like dying reading this book. It was so funny. Yeah. It was so well written. It was like there was so much going on. I just I fucking hate the Helmicron so much. <laughs> They're the worst enemy. Like, I would take the Yerks over the Helmicrons any day of the week. <sighs> um, do we hear from them again, can you say? Well, it depends. Do you do you want to know? <laughs> uh, do you really want to know, or do you want me to, to keep it a secret? I guess keep it a secret. I guess, okay. Take that as a rhetorical question, I guess. It's a maybe for sure. me. Sure, okay. A non-committal maybe. <laughs> a non-committal maybe. <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess we got to rate the kids. Oh, yeah. Huh? Rachel gets five stars. Yes. She's... <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, constant five. Rachel, no, okay. I'll be serious. Let's start with Jake. How, how did Jake do you this book? Oh, he was so adorable. He's so fucking sad, adorable. Awkward teenage boy. He was such a gentleman, too. Yeah. <sighs> he was a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> <sighs> I will give him a four. Just because he was a good boy, but didn't do any, like, super standout-y thing. I was saying the exact cool. same thing. So, I agree with that rating. And second, the reasoning why. Uh, next up, Rachel. Rachel, I will also give a four. Because she was a badass. And... When Jake and Cassie were like, oh no, the Helmicrons are shooting at us. We should run. She's like, oh, hell no. And she picked up a baseball bat. I was like, yeah, <laughs> get it. I, yeah, I'll, I'm giving her a five because not only that scene, which I thought was great, but I'm giving her a five strictly for the scene where Jake was trying to like talk to Cassie and Rachel went up behind him and mocked every <laughs> single word he said. So... Five for that scene. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to be all cute and she was like stammering, mocking him. Yeah. So good. So good. All right. Uh, Tobias. I mean, he's always a good boy. He is always a good boy. I remember his noodle arm scene where he held them like little dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Just factor that into your rating. <laughs> oh, four and a half. <laughs> Okay, I was I was gonna give him a four because I really liked everything that he did, um, but then he did bail on them when uh, Marco and Cassie had to be prisoners. I mean, so, but then he did sit on Rachel's shoulder as a tiny. I bird, mean, like so. I, I could kind of see how that would be beneficial that he did bail on them. Yeah, like there was no yeah. reason for him to also get captured. I guess. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a four, four and a half, sure. sure. Same, same rating. Um, X five, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm giving him a five too. He had some fucking great conversations, and he took all the like, fucking hits in this book. He did. Oh my god! Everybody yes. else got when hit when they were large, and the helmicrons were tiny. He was, he got like legitimately like 
fucked up. He did. And he still was like, I will die to save oh, my friends. I love him so much. So, yeah. Definite five for him. No question. Okay. The real All right, MVP. Cassie. What's your Cassie rating? I mean, I still, I still, I still want her to like have a close relationship with somebody other than Jake. Like that's my only reservation about giving her a five. Otherwise she was awesome in this book. Mm-hmm. But I just, ugh, it's like, be nice to your friend, Rachel. And and I don't know. I, I almost want to knock her a star because when they were groveling and she did not say yes to the bit. She didn't yes and the bit, and I wanted her to yes but and she, the bit. I mean, she's already proven she has no improv skills. I know, that's why I wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good at manipulation, so, but I'm like, as tempted. far as, I don't know. She's like, she's like Matt. As soon as you're like, be creative, she's like, no! Nah, that's too hard. <laughs> Fuck it. That's too oh. hard. <laughs> no, that's not fair. Um, To Matt or Cassie, but... Yeah, she just, she was very good in this book, but also she had moments of like, what the fuck? And also every time she said like, you got to think of the size. And I was like, stop, (laughs) stop repeating this to me, please. Uh, I'll give her three and a half. I'll give her a four. 0.25. 0.25. Okay, she she got knocked half a star for her lack of improv skills. <laughs> uh, and Marco. Marco, I'll give... Like, sorry, go ahead. No, don't go. Marco, I will give... Like, I feel like he was one of the star players, but I also feel like he kind of just went along with everything Cassie did. Yeah, we didn't get analytical mind Marco in this book, yeah. really. So, but very funny. Three, very funny. So I'm probably three and a half. Yeah, and probably four for me. Visor, okay. I'll give him same. Yeah, visor three. Ten. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, he's. I'm gonna give him a solid three stars in this yeah. book because. So good. God. (laughs) Again, I'm liking him more and more as the books go on. And I'm like, he's the main antagonist. I should not like him. I know. And yet here Uh, we are, allies with him for a brief moment. He's becoming so nuanced. (laughs) He Uh, is. He truly uh, is. Garbage. Love him. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, I'm just going to start wrapping up because I can't take it anymore. So, if you want to write us an email, you can email us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at Animorphs Anon. If you want to look at us on Instagram, we're at Animorphs Anonymous. And if you want to check us out on Facebook, we have our Animorphs Anonymous page, but we also have a super secret, super awesome group, which is our Andalite Bandalite group. It is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. You can find us at other any other podcast services, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podbean, uh, Spotify, or just Google us. We're everywhere, like the Yerks. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is that everything? Oh, no. Tell me about your comic book. God. I am making a webcomic. It is called B-Side You. B-Side spelled like the B-Side of an album. Um, but you can also search B-E-S-I-D-E-U. 
comic.com and you will also get it. Um, I just launched my Patreon as well. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash KCD studios, I think. Yes. <laughs> and you can check it out there and maybe support it if, if you feel so inclined. Um, yeah. I do. And I have liked the pages and I liked that the wrong one got posted and that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're so good. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they, that's, I think that's everything now, right? That's where we are on the inner tubes. That's our housekeeping. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll see you next time for the Marco Polar Bear book. Yep. I'm going to make myself really small and get out of here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no more Helmicrons for a while, hopefully. No Question more Helmicrons for me. School's out. Of course, Helmicrons. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.